assassin escapes prison and COVID has spread through the galaxy <laughs> and he doesn't know. And they're like, why are you walking around without a mask, you fucking dick? Start your sublight engines. It's time for RuPaul's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to our Andor discussion this week about episode 11, Daughter of Ferrix, which is our second to last episode of season one of Andor. Oh my God. Very exciting. However, I do have some very bad news. Um... We have just been informed that Noah has been uh, taken in by the ISB for questioning um, with Bix. Um, we oh, have sent no. out a team. Yeah, we've sent out a team to retrieve him. And yeah. he should be back for next week and for our Andor season one wrap up. But I think uh, Anton Krieger is leading that team, right? Oh, no. <laughs> We're never seeing Noah again. <laughs> oh, no, shit. We sh- I knew we should have gotten Saw. <laughs> Sagar, my king. Um, I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. Um, my gender this week is, um, Cyril Karn's just for emergencies credit card that he has in the back of his, um, sock drawer. He clearly- His mom's jewelry box? Yeah, well- That's what it is. Yeah, no, he, he actually maxed his out and that's why he has to dig into his mom's jewelry box. And I'm sure- that he's the one who had to set up the passcode for her. That's why he knows what the passcode is. Because she was like, I don't know how this thing works. Um, but yeah, I think um, I just thought that was very funny. I was like, ma'am, why does your freaky weirds? You don't like your son. Why does he know? Why does he know what the passcode to your money is? Ma'am. Anyways. Cyril Karn's mom. I'm forgetting her name. Fuck. Your son is stealing your, your credit card to buy fucking rope blocks money the the robux you gotta stop him you gotta stop put a stop oh. to this cyril karn stop don't spend your mom's secret stash on robux do you think he plays roblox or fortnite Ooh, Both. i don't feel like he's cool enough to play either of them honestly yeah no you know what he's on he's on club penguin he's trying to get the club penguin membership no no, he's, he's on freaking Gaia Online. That's where he is. I feel like he's. Really I was on Gaia so- Online. He's on. Oh. He's on World of Warcraft Classic. <laughs> and he's no, calling he- people derogatory <laughs> names in the chat. He's on one of those mobile games that just teaches kids how to gamble. He's playing League of Legends. So oh. true. Oh, the misery! He, no, Sirocard <laughs> watched Arcane and was like, "Why are there so many gay people in this?" <laughs> This is dark. League of Legends player. <laughs> who is the League of Legends player and who is the who is the arcane fan in 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 Andor? Who are the what's the differences between them? I mean, here's the thing. I think that <laughs> I think that um Cinta is the, is the League of Legends player <laughs> and and um uh, Vel is the arcane fan in their relationship. Absolutely. I just think I just like the idea of Cinta being like, that's really great. I'm like playing like I I when I play, I want to like do something so you can watch your show or whatever. But I'm Jess. My pronouns are they them. You can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is Melshi's gay little um pattern button down shirt. I I was so obsessed with that because the implication is like this is a resort town and so they were like they got their money and then like maybe they could have gone to like those resort town luxury shops but to me I think they went to like the resort clothing boutique and that's why he had such like weirdly nice clothes 
And I was, I, I'm just, I'm obsessed with that for him. I like, he had like a whole little fit. He had like a little necklace too. Just like, that's Slay. But I also like to think that maybe Cassian just like gave Melshi some of his like clothes from before he got arrested. And then, you know, they came back to get all of Cassian's stuff there. So I, the idea of them sharing clothes, so true. Melshi and Libs. Although we've discussed this before. Melshi is his last name and Cassian is his first name. His so we have to we have to we have to write Rusian? I was just about to say Rusian. Kelshi? Hi, my name is Mel. I use they them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Copa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. Uh and my gender this week is Beaches two, Cassian zero. No beaches? <laughs> <laughs> Melshi gets really close to the camera. No beaches? Melshi mind? Like Mega You're done. Oh. You're done. Mega Melshi? Anyways, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of just random things that I'm thinking about now, I'm thinking about that fucked up little, like, weird sticky net that they got trapped yeah. in. Well, what yeah, was that all about? This, the skeet net? Uh, no. Now, I'll say this. Fucking... As we know, every piece of Star Wars media has to have tentacles in it, and this was kind of adjacent to that. <laughs> this okay. is like... I was... That's like a weapon that could be in Splatoon. <laughs> so, truly. But, yeah, you know, at first it's like, oh my god, I can't believe they got caught in a little net. That's so silly. And then you see it's like all sticky, and it's just like, ew. Ew. I'd, like, be so distraught if I got caught in a sticky little net like that. I hate sticky things. Yeah. I, oh, that's also what I wanted to point out. There was a lot of lot of dogs in this episode. I saw a lot of toes. I saw a lot of toes. What was up with that? Quentin Tarantino, where are you? <laughs> this episode was actually directed by Quentin Tarantino. Or is it Dan Schneider? Although, like, yeah, you know, yeah, in the oh beginning, when the Melshi, the Cassian Melshification of Sam and Cat. Stop! No, I was gonna bring up how. <laughs> In the beginning of the episode, when they are like clinging to the side of the cliff, and then like it has the brief shot of of Cassian's foot, and it's just like not the foot like shot again. Stop showing me Diego Luna's feet. I'm sorry, but I don't want to see it. Also, can we talk about the fact that they were literally hanging on the side of Brokeback Mountain? Crazy. Wow. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. That's fresh with a ph. And my gender this week is Luthen's gunshot pussy pop ship. Stop. <laughs> like, Stop. I mean, he's, that ship, when that happened, like when it shot all that detritus back, I was like, his pussy is popping. And That's what true. I imagine the like, what are they pussy called? Pop, them? It was literally the pussy pop gunshot blaster. Is it? Is that not how you imagine? You know how the, the technology and the ascendancy is like kind of different and they have what are they called plasma cores or whatever the fuck i imagine it looking like that because they're like oh it like eats into the thing it's acid oh, or whatever yeah. i think that's that's what i imagine it to look like a pov luthan rail uh has technology from the chis ascendancy not clickbait i thought it was more like more of a like a oh my gosh what is it called not detritus um like like it was a giving shrap- my help to me. shrapnel. I thought it was more like kind of like a shrapnel moment. Yeah, but it is. We did notice whilst watching it, we were like, he has a very like Nile Nile styled ship. Nile it is, styled. It is canonically a Corellian ship. I will say it does no, have correct. But I do think that it was just a fun little like 
Yeah, it does. This is how I picture their ships working. It does seem like he has, like, you know, added, like, a bunch of little little fun modifications and, like, has taken other scrap parts of other ships and put them into his ship, so. Yeah. Luthen Rail has a path drive, not clickbait. That's I- what we've been saying since episode, like, what, three? Let's talk about this episode, because, boy, did they really come out the gate with this one? I was like, where are we going to go from here? Oh, no. Oh, no. They really... It was so hateful. It was so hateful. Also, I want to say the actor who plays Brazo, whose name escapes me, he's acting his fucking ass off opposite, like, a robot, like, who is not, obviously, the effects for B2 are put in afterwards. So, like, he was giving the performance of a fucking lifetime, probably against some person just standing there reading the lines, or even crazier, against no one. So, it was just really slay of him. The John Fetterman scene. of Star Wars really put his pussy into it because mm-hmm. I, I, well, I mean, I could, I could do a whole fucking dissertation on this, but like, you know how I've been saying like Andor is good because it's the most Star Wars, like a big thing in Star Wars is like how people treat droids and how droids like show like very human moments because it's also like star wars is a world of magic and yet we are working with something that is technology and ai and how does that play into it and like the people who are they are inherently good they treat most of them anyway they treat droids as people um and they like they treat droids as people and they like they like see them as important and like they'll go back for their droid or whatever like that's a whole thing and like the whole point of this whole episode is showing like how important the community is to to Cassian, but also like how revolutions are built in communities that they consider a droid to be just as much of a person and not just as much of a person, but also a part of their own community and was a member of her family or whatever. Not only is that good world building, but also that's what Star Wars is about. And like, I just like, like it was like, oh, and it wasn't like silly and it wasn't like, fan servicey and it wasn't it was like i mean i was genuinely fucking crying at one point i was like oh i'm and it it wasn't like oh we're doing this because like this is the cute character or whatever it was very like um i don't know i think that's what good science fiction does when we have like a you know a thing like an ai or something and we examine like how would that work when something very real and very human like death occurs how would that work whatever and i'm just like damn they like they just handle every issue with grace even the stuff that is more star wars like and i mean like you know there's there's a lot of moments in star wars where like when like in the force awakens whatever when you see that like r2d2 can't be woken up or whatever like that like that that's the point where you're like oh like the jedi have left us there's no luke skywalker whatever it's like you you see that from R2-D2, but, like, that's the emotional point for you. And, like, oh, like, you can really tell this is a Star Wars because they're hammering the emotional points home with a droid. And if you can do that with, like, a thing that doesn't really have a face, you've done it. Also, the fact that it connects to the fact that, like, Cassian then builds K2. I'm upset. I'm I'm upset. I'm sad. Tony Gilroy, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> so that whole scene, I think, was really interesting we've talked about it before is how like marva is the is like a pillar of this community and i think seeing like seeing the impact of her death 
as well as seeing like local traditions is really interesting and seeing like the cultural like the cult like cultural perceptions of things that we've seen examined especially through the jedi lens like death like we see a lot of jedi conversation about like oh what happens after and we kind of have accepted that as fact in this universe um but it's interesting to see that challenged and say like oh well that's not the end all be all of how we dispose of our dead and how we or how we honor our dead um so seeing them talk about like oh we have this tradition where they're turned to dust buried with like and turned into a brick with the dust of ferrix because that's like how we do it on this planet like i thought that was really really interesting and i thought it was really interesting to see like how the whole community kind of came together to like go through marva's house and be like oh i'm gonna save this stuff for her son etc it's just it felt very real also to the person on twitter who said isn't it crazy how the end of rogue one Jin turned into stardust and Cassian turned into dust like he would on Ferrix. That was fucked up. You're not I seeing saw that too that. last night. I saw that last night and I was just like, this is fucked up. How dare you point out the similarity here? I'm so sorry. I cannot remember who said that, but God bless you. I also, it just made me think of like, what parts of Star Wars do we talk about a culture and how, like, obviously we have various cultures, we see them, but like, do we interact with how does a, like, how a culture brings people together and it does remind me of again I, I like bringing parallels to rebels it does remind me of when they decided to get into twi'lek culture and ryloth culture of like with the calicori and stuff like that and then how that goes into like how she processes loss later on like how hera processes loss later on um i always you know we see that with the Jedi in the Clone Wars, like how they deal with death. Obviously, in the High Republic, we get into their culture. Like, I just I just find those things really interesting. And like when especially in the Clone Wars, like you don't have a lot of time to get with people. I mean, actually, some of the best episodes of the Clone Wars were that like when we talk about the Dathomirian witches and all that stuff and like dealing with and then getting into not just world building, but like how how these cultures band together and and then obviously what gets wiped out by the empire because that's what continues to happen i find it very interesting and they've done it before in the show we see it in Analdani as well um i just thought that was very um the brick thing i know that was on purpose tony gilroy i know it was i know it was also it's been touching into more traditional chandrillian culture with Leda and Mon Mothma and just like, oh, Leda. Oh, Leda, no. No, girly, get out of there. Miss, Miss girl. I'm, this is one of those, it's, it's so dark because it's one of those things where I'm like, it's nice that they are letting her choose her own path and like letting her, you know, exist as her own person. And even though seemingly Perrin and Mon don't really necessarily agree with that, it's cool that they're like, okay, well, you do you. You have your little friends. Do your thing. Very cool. But also, I'm like, guys, your daughter's falling down the Tradwife pipeline. You need to do something as parents. You guys, she's watching Abby Shapiro. Run! I know. I, I she may be wait. Abby Shapiro. Classically Lata. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> no. no, I because I did, like, we made all those jokes about, like, her being a BYU student earlier, but I fear this episode did make it worse. Like she was in her little youth group. Like it, it, it was getting, it's getting dark. Have you guys seen those like those um 
the TikToks of the, the two people are just like POV, like Christian like couple is. <laughs> Have you seen those TikToks? Are it's you like, waiting? hey everyone, wait, wait, wait. it's me and Jeremiah again. <laughs> but yeah, that's the energy. Like that's where Leda's like falling, like the pipeline that she's falling down, especially if she continues with this like you saw bell being concerned too being like oh my god you're not actually like looking for like an arranged marriage or anything for your fucking child are you <laughs> and obviously mon is like struggling here because she like doesn't want to do this but also like leda seems to want to do this and also now mon is like backed herself into a fucking corner here with what's going on <laughs> with her situation and the money and and the empire like trekking cracking down on this stuff so it's just like no this is such a terrible situation you can see how how badly it's affecting her and how she like wanted she looked like she was gonna cry because freaking what's her actress's name i'm so sorry um genevieve 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 yeah she deserves every fucking like acting award out there because I seeing her like tearing up during that moment too was just like I'm gonna fucking cry too. I feel for you, Mon. I'm so sorry this the, all this shit is happening to you. I think it's also really interesting that we see Mon like fully not break down because that was not a breakdown, but finally like let that wall down and let herself show that vulnerability to Vel, her cousin. And I think it's also interesting to see like these are two um affluent women um so it's like it's it's almost a commentary on both family but also on like how you can be however you want like she can be as vulnerable about the problems with Takeoma as she can but she's not fully letting her guard down until she's around someone like Vel who both is a woman but also is family so I thought that was really interesting also I did want to talk about Vel when <laughs> when Mon was like it's 400,000 credits and Vel was like oh, oh girl, yeah what are you for real right now um I just realized um the the kid that they're probably gonna set her up with um what if it's like you know those Christian trad wife bloggers who are like here's my husband and he's like obviously gay and repressed and they've got married at like 16 <laughs> Okay, no, because that the dude whose name uh, escapes me, uh, the guy who has the money, who has the 14-year-old son, wouldn't it be so fucked up if his son does not want to get married? So Mon is like, okay, we'll go through with this, not because I want to, but because I don't really have a choice, and Leda seems into it, and then she meets the son, and he's like, uh, I want to do this. No, it's literally going to be fucking Jeremiah and whatever the, <laughs> the person, like, character name in those tiktok skits of pov christian couple is insert whatever for context for those who are not on tiktok there are two i assume they are lesbians of uh of indeterminate gender um they're not dating each other they're just two friends but they do pretend to be a christian evangelical couple as a running bit constantly um like a like a blogging evangelical couple and they're very very funny i wish i could know i wish i could remember their usernames and that is who jess is yeah so. i wish i could remember too every time they pop up on my tiktok for you page i'm just like ah oh, yes my favorite series whilst on coruscant let's talk about um clea's <laughs> clea and vel's little conversation because that shit was that was off the shits vel first of all showing up being like bitch i can't be doing this anymore 
I have to, I need to talk to the man himself. So, and she's like, and what did you do for him lately? And Cleo's like, uh, what haven't I done for him lately? That's a great question, Val. She basically was like, it, they're giving ex-girlfriends. Very oh much so. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm just like, I don't want the girlies to be fighting girl bosses. No, I I know we, you guys are just stressed out about this whole situation, too. And that's why. But and like Clea has every like right to also be getting like annoyed, too, because, yeah, she's doing so much for, for this. And Val kind of was like trying to invalidate her there. But that, that whole situation, too, where like they're like she's trying to talk in code to Val and Val. It's just like, I don't have time for this fucking bullshit. Where is he? I'm, I need to talk to him right now. She's like, be fucking for real. I did I did realize something. Is all of Luthen's cell, at least the regular members of his cell, they're all just lesbians who have all dated each other at some point? Is that yeah, assembled? <gasps> the L word! No. Shut the fuck up. I was about to literally say the same exact thing. <laughs> no, Luthen Who is Shane? The... Quickly. <laughs> Luthen has the web. The fucking, um, that's not what it's called. Is that what it's called? The web? The board with all the string of everyone who's dated each other? Oh Fuck, my what god. what is that called in the L Generation word? Q. It's called the chart. So sorry. I, could, I called it the web. I just need guys to know I'm not a fake lesbian. I know He's it's called the like chart. He's just like Abby Mills for real. <laughs> he has like, and on the bottom of the, on the bottom of the pyramid, Val. <laughs> you gave me Aldani. But you're not Clea. Clea's the one at the very top of the pyramid that's just like going three for three. I like that the three people in his little squad are Val, Clea, and Cinta. Like, that's I why mean, he was trying to bring Cassian in. He mm-hmm. was like, we need some male energy in here. No, and then he you guys are was invalidating like, Lonnie something. or whatever. You guys are Lonnie invalidating is- Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie being a part of his rebel self feels like a vast over, um, a vast, uh, uh, maybe overvaluing of what Lonnie does for them. Lonnie's that part in that like audio where it's just like he says Lonnie's name and then moves immediately onto the next person, doesn't even give any explanation about why Lonnie is there in that part of the pyramid. <laughs> At the bottom of the pyramid, Lonnie. <laughs> in the middle, <laughs> we have Val and Cinta. You could be doing more. <laughs> that's not even. And- that's- at the that's top. like a, a freaking diamond. <laughs> There's Lonnie and then Valencia and Clea. Okay, well, I'm sorry that I don't understand how pyramids work. That's on. That's on the American educational Nemix, system. Nemix so was true. on the pyramid before he died. Technically, they were like they never met and they didn't know about Luther. They were oh, like you're right, you're right, only you're right. under Vel's control, basically. You're right. Um. I do want to talk about Sagarera because seeing him always just brings a smile to my face. I like how Luthen shows up. They're they're also giving bitter exes to me. <laughs> I I know Saw. Get the fuck away from that man, that devil. You are better than this. Step away from the white devil now. <laughs> oh, I saw tweets last night where just like, do you think Saw the reason why he was getting like extra like stressed out and like paranoid about like if like Luthen had planted like a spy on him because this is like pretty close to around the time he got betrayed and then he had to like basically like leave Jin behind because of all this so Saw's just being extra like hurt about like oh my god is someone fucking 
being a snitch. Fucking Luthen also throwing what's his name under the bus, even though he had nothing to do with it. And that guy's just like, you fucking two. <laughs> leave my whole trick ass two- bitch. What? Leave two tubes alone. He did not yeah. do anything. He's just standing there, and Luthen's just like, it's actually two tubes. <laughs> and he's just like, what? <laughs> I am not associated with you, you fucking white man. Get out of here. <laughs> A white man? No! No, because when Luthen pointed his gun at Saw, I was like, step the fuck away. Also, when Saw Gerrera is like, maybe you're being a little bit too radical. Also, so fucked up of Luthen to be like, Saw, I have all the information. I'm going to give it to you. You make the choice. You no, be the bad guy. Not fuck me. you, Luthen. No, Ra- Luthen Rail literally put Saw Gerrera in a Saw trap. Uh-huh. The Saw Gerrera trap is so dark. That's... <sighs> Saw like he was looking at him like, and why did you do this to me? What the fuck? No, he literally said, "Damn bitch, what the fuck? Fuck and you!" And he's also just like, "Really, you're gonna like just fucking sacrifice Krieger and his like men like this, and now you're putting it on me to like make the decision on whether I want to fucking help Krieger? You fucking <laughs> trick ass bitch!" I no. think that they used to be in a polycule. No, like, no, I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. No, because. <laughs> Yeah, no, because Saw, Saw is Saw is too busy missing his baby mama Rex. He's he's that's why he's so paranoid. He's like, I miss my man. I miss my baby daughter. mama. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> I don't I know mean, why. If they're raising gin the... together, maybe like I mean, yeah. Who's to say? I'm just saying. Shout out to the early days of this podcast, Rexaw Nation. If you're out there, I'm still thinking about you, Rexaw Rex, Nation. Rex, if you're Rexaw still Nation. listening. Yeah, Rex on Nation. If you're out there, <laughs> can I get a hey yeah? Uh... <laughs> hey yeah. Uh... <laughs> Why did I think of like Ariana Grande saying like, yeah? <laughs> Ariana Grande is the CEO of Rex on Nation, <laughs> no. not clickbait. Um, yeah, no, I did think that whole scene with Luthen and Saw was really interesting because it really is making me be like, all of the girlies who hate Saw and love Luthen. It's getting more and more, it's more and more see-through. Your argument is losing water so fast. It's, it's like, it's, yeah. But I I thought it was just very interestingly crafted. I was also like, I'm, if, not my man saw, I'm about to enter my anti, my Luthan anti-era. I didn't, because again, it's hard to go overboard when you're fighting a literal fascist regime. However, I was like, hmm, I see the, I see the vision, I see the vision, I see the vision, but I, I, I get how there's a little apprehension in this mission specifically. See, if you had Thrawn on the team, he would have been like, okay, let's double cross them once again. Let's pretend that they got our ass and then get out of there. I'm just saying, again, Thrawn, you were really on the wrong, you were really on the wrong side because there were some masterminds you could have been working with. Anyway, anyway. Oh my god, Mastermind off the hit album Midnight? Anyways. Um, we also saw Bix. Girl, I stand with you. I stand strong. What are the sisters of Ferrix gonna- Are the daughters of Ferrix gonna get her ass out of there? They need to help her. Community organize to get Bix out, please. Get her They're... some chapstick. I'm just- I- I just shower in a hot meal. I don't think they even realize that Bix is like- being held captive against her will like they, they do know they they do i know. mean they do but i don't think they realize how bad of a situation bix is actually in right now 
because like they did see her get like arrested obviously because they did it out in public but i don't realize they i don't think they realize she's being tortured every fucking moment she's there and they also are dealing with marva's death right now too so they're like that is on the back burner we are dealing with um the bestie marva may she rest in peace also deidre's little spy man he's being so obvious sir like you are so yeah do you think Cynthia's staring at him like hmm no i'm a spy but you're also a stupid little spy i can tell he's literally like posted up in a starbucks like okay guys uh so this is what's happening i'm i'm on a zoom call so if you could not pay attention to the words that i'm saying really loudly inside this starbucks right now mel is the barista standing there going huh Cinta is the barista being like <laughs> fucking excuse me what no literally it's so it's so dark Cinta also being like i just got this job fuck you don't ask me questions i'm like i know what i like I know people when they start a new job, and I feel like this would be me too. I've just had the same job for a really long time, but I would want the tea. Like, I'd show up and be like, who are the bad bitches around here? Also, the guy, the guy, I mean, everybody's giving their performance of a lifetime in this because, like, what's his name? The guy who answers the phone when Cassian fucking calls from a payphone. Um, and the way he's like, oh, shit, I have to be the one to deliver this news. And the way that he does that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, they're all acting their ass off. Like, to have to be the one to tell Cat, and they don't know that this man has been in prison. They have no idea that he's been already going through it. They just know that like some things have occurred, and he's on the run or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, like this is my neighbor, this is my friend, and I have to like tell him that his mother's dead." Oh my god! I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm a- I'm upset." The- anyway, the acting in the show. Also, speaking of little fun little FaceTimes, that other cop guy. Cyril getting his little, oh his my quirky God. little FaceTime. That shit was goofy. I'm that, sorry. That <laughs> yeah, is, fucking. Okay. I'm fucking obsessed with that scene. Because first of all, this is, I think, something all the time I think about is when you have something like this that is clearly like put in afterwards via effects or however you shoot it. I always think about the actor acting to someone either do to like someone doing voiceover of just like saying like oh here's what they're gonna say here's your lines like i think about that all the time i'm like he is both of them were performing hashtag performing i just this was cyril's one of cyril's best scenes in my opinion he also just looks like like a completely different person in in that conversation i don't know what it was about the lighting but i was like oh okay what the fuck are you doing he looked like like a little guy derogatory yeah. Wait, which one? The one who was FaceTiming Cyril? I mean, no, both Cyril. of them. I mean, oh, I was just like, yeah, which little TBQH, guy? TBQH, 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 TBQH. I feel like it was giving, like, you know, at the beginning of Five Nights at Freddy's? <laughs> when they're like, the uh, fucking phone guy who was, like, talking out. to him. No, Cassie and Andrew would be like, or, 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 no! or, 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 or. <laughs> it's getting dark in the five, chat. Five Nights at Ferrix? I'll also say, Tony Gilroy, if you don't stop referencing Rogue One, I swear to motherfucking God, when he did the climb thing, and then the whole shot of Cassian at the end looking out into the sunset, stop it. Stop it. At the beginning of the episode when Cassian and Melshi are on the wall, I saw someone on Twitter talk about this, and I, I think it's also just like such a cool thing and kind of goes off of the conversation we were having last week about Cassian and leadership, is that like, as a leader, he's not being like, we can do this. We're going to do it. 
he's like he acknowledges Melshi's pain and is like okay okay babes okay I get it anyways first we're, we're surviving bitch and I respect that I did like that moment with them in the beginning though too or he's just like they're leaving and then he's just like stop fucking telling me <laughs> like Melshi's just like I'm fucking tired of this but then after they're like are like still trying to hang on to the, the fucking side of the cliff and Melshi's like tell me they're leaving <laughs> and he's like they're leaving I was just like okay maybe I, feel- I do support Melshi and Cassian as a ship and speaking of which you know who also supports Mel- Melsian? Melshi and Cassian Fucking Duncan Powell, who plays Melshi. He, re- <laughs> he retweeted. He retweeted some stuff about Cassian no, and Melshi. I'm going to do a Twitter oh, right no, now. No, I'm so- I'll send you a screenshot. He retweeted. Um, for those of you who aren't on Twitter, he retweeted this um this video that someone made of the like "Let's go, girls," and then turning around and walking towards like it's edited to look like she's walking towards Ao3. And someone quote tweeted it with pictures of Cassian and Melshi, and then he retweeted. That. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's going on Ao3 to read the Melshi? There's <laughs> only like there's there's only like ten last time I checked, and they're kind of crazy. So if he's reading those, God bless him. I am too, bitch. Is he going to the school of Oscar Isaac? I mean, they're not going to make it gay, but I'm going to act it as gay as possible because good for him. I hope so. That. T- two pretty best friends oscar isaac duncan powell so true no because also that was kind of a tragic moment in this episode where um cassian just found out that his mother has passed away and we get that shot that looks a lot like the beach on rogue one um the beach on rogue one <laughs> the, beach the beach from, from rogue old. one um that's the new the new thing now so the, yeah i'm gonna send you to the beach, the from beach rogue, rogue one, one. You know, Cassian has just found out that um, his mother has passed away and he turns back and is like, oh my god, bestie with your fun little, like, looks like you're in the Target men's section shirt. Um, And Melshi's like, oh, like, is everything good? And Cassian lies to him and, like, then him being like, we we can't be doing this. We gotta gotta split, split paths. I was just, I don't know. It reminded me a lot of Ahsoka and Rex. No, you're making me sad. sad. No. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> that's so dark. That should hurt it. Because also, no, because also the idea of. <laughs> I just. Rex in a little, little Target shirt. Rex with some flamingos <laughs> on it. Okay, you see, you got exactly what I was thinking. Because I was trying to figure out how to say it in a way that didn't make me sound insensitive to their str- hashtag struggle. But the idea of Rex standing there being like, I've just lost him. I've just, I have to ditch my armor. Ahsoka, please take me to the Surfside shop. Take me to Sensations now. We <laughs> <laughs> take him to a PacSun. Okay. PacSun, not quite a surf shop, but I appreciate where your head is it's at. It's trying to have a, a surf shop vibe, but it's he's, never going to have it. He's shopping in, in middle he's shopping America. The, he's shopping the Kendall and Kylie collection that was there in like 2014. <laughs> That was a deep oh. cut. For those of you who played the Kendall and Kylie app game, you know what I'm talking about. At one point, I can't remember if it's ISB that's talking about them or like what is happening, but someone's like, oh, talking about like the part, like some partisans. And I couldn't tell if it was like Sagarera's partisans or just like the concept of a partisan. 
See, I think I guys, think this is... Kevin McCarthy is no. <laughs> There's been some Kevin McCarthy activity. No, no. So I think that's actually interesting because I think it is. There's capital P partisans and then lowercase p partisans. I think we are at the point where they're all just rebe- re- rebel activity, rebellious activity. And you like, you know, when they say like, oh, partisan groups, you know, when you're listening to NPR. Um, no, but like when you're talking about like partisan re- rebel groups or whatever, I think they are talking about it in that way. And I think then because Saw is one of the OGs or whatever, then, then his group becomes partisans with a capital P. Um, Because I don't think they know that much on Saw himself. Well, they might. I don't know. Um, But I think that I think that we're at the point where they don't actually have um, names for them quite yet. I think they got to know who Saw Guerrero and his little partisans are at this point in time. Saw Guerrero was doing stuff when like Cal Kestis was doing stuff back like five years after the Empire had like taken over. That's exactly what I was going to say is the girlies were like, mm, Sagarera and the partisans, because hmm. they're all bitches. Also, they yeah, also, my man. not to talk about the, the Bad Bats, but also in the beginning of the Bad Bats, they already fucking were like, we gotta get rid of the Sagarera and those people on, fuck, where are they from? Um, Onderon. <laughs> yeah, Onderon. Uh, yeah, so somebody yeah. gotta know who Saw and his little partisan I mean, besties are. I think the question is less of if they know who Saw is and more of if they know who uppercase p the partisans are but regardless i think it's interesting do we have any final thoughts about the episode i thought it was very good i'm like it's i'm very excited to see how they're gonna wrap all of this up in the next one and i'm always feeling like oh it's the pace like the things are gonna have to wrap up are crazy but i thought that every episode and every episode after has like done what it needed to do so i'm not like I feel like a lot of the times you get hyped up for a finale and then you're inevitably let down, but I don't have that fear with this show. I am very interested in like where they're going to cut it between season one and season two. Cause they said like, Oh, we're, we're covering a lot of time. So like, what is the milestone in Cassian's journey that is going to be the end of season one? Um, but also, the whole time in this whole episode, I was like, oh, don't go to fair. Don't. Why is everybody going? Why is I see all of you going? Stop it. And then when I was like, don't tell Cassie and don't tell him. To, oh, now he's going to go. Now he's going to go. Stop it. No. Why are you going? You told your mother you weren't going to come back. Stop it. No. Like I was I was in deep fear the whole time. And I was like, "Uh oh, the gang is going to be all here next week. Uh oh. I mean, they started the season on Ferrix. It's only right that they will end it on Ferrix again. And I'm also curious about, like, where the time jump is going to, like, pick up again, like, in season two. Because there's only going to be two seasons of this, right? And they said, like, the end of Andor is supposed to, like, lead into Rogue One stuff. So I would like to see what's going to happen there when we do get to season two. And I'm also, like, yeah, I'm feeling kind of sad now that... (laughs) knowing next week is like the last episode of this season and because we've been having such a fun time talking about Andor but um uh, my final thoughts uh yeah this was good made me feel really sad I'm excited to see how it's going to wrap up for season one um if Cyril Karn doesn't fucking (laughs) what was I going to say ass blasted no that's not (laughs) what I want (laughs) Yes! Cyril Karn ass black. 
I can, if I oh, speak, I'm I'll get canceled. Oh. Write words for what I want to happen to Cyril. <laughs> I'm it's assuming it's not Asylastic. Cyril <laughs> Card's like, sorry guys, I came to get as Cassian. <laughs> I came to get Cassian. I, you're but canceled. I got Asian. I also am hoping that they're able to like save Bix, but I feel like a lot of shit might go down, and then we're gonna just be left hanging like that for who knows. Like two Are years. They... I'm, g- I'm yeah. gonna be upset. Because we're not gonna get that next year, obviously. They probably will only just like start working on like filming and like production stuff. I think they're, they're starting already production. Film, yeah. doing it right now. Oh, they're already filming oh a bunch slay, of slay. But yeah, then they're gonna spend like, you know, the entire like year like post production. We might not even see until like, yeah, <laughs> the beginning of 2024. Fuck it. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Do you guys remember when Stellan Skarsgård, was it, I think it, yeah, when Stellan Skarsgård on the interview before we really knew anything about about Andor was like, yeah, it was really great working with Forrest Whitaker. And people were like, oh, I guess yeah. Saw is in the show. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. I just assumed no one would translate that interview. And he was just like, oh, yeah, wasn't it? And everyone was like, oh, oh. I'm like, okay. yeah, Saw Guerrero. <laughs> I, once again, really enjoyed the episode. Um, It just feels so weird because like, I think that we've been so like programmed to be like, what's gonna happen in the finale? Like, like because so many of these shows, and this once again, I feel like I'm like, like digging on on prior shows, and that's not what my intent is here. But like, so many of the shows, um, thus far have really relied on like, all right, episode six. Let's just say, you know, that's not the case with this one because we've had more time to ruminate uh, of seven episodes something big happens there's a huge cliffhanger and like of course there is like questions we have unanswered things that we need to see done but like i don't know it doesn't feel like it's part one and part two right like it's just like okay this happened and now we're moving on to this which is the finale welcome to everyone's favorite segment name that ship this is a segment where one of our esteemed hosts will go find a fan fiction someone will send it to us etc etc we will read the tags, the title sometimes, the characters, anything else you may need to know. And the other hosts will try to guess who the main ship in this fanfiction is. I have brought one today that was sent to us by a listener. This listener has sent us fix before. This is from F Fauna, so it's F two Fs and two A's at the end. So thank you so much for sending this in. Um, I'm obsessed with this for like a specific reason uh that I will get to um when I like like when I read the summary so I'm not going to read the summary right away but it's so there I'm actually going to read a I'll read the summary but I'm not going to read the author's notes right away but I will read them cuz they're fucking inspired I'm obsessed so this fic is teen it up it is character A slash character B, Din Djarin, and character A. Uh, a couple characters who will, like, immediately give it away. Uh, Din Djarin slash Boba Fett. Hints of Boba slash Din slash Fennec slash Luke. Din Djarin and Luke Skywalker. Uh, the characters are character A, Din Djarin, character B. A couple other characters who will basically immediately give it away. Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker. The additional tags are romance, drama, Mandalorian culture, religious conflict, religious discussion, quests, poison, jealousy, mostly from Boba, Din Djarin's helmet, rekindled romances. 
I say this, I'm obsessed with this fic. I think it's, I think the premise is crazy. I like, Are not any, crazy. I just, I'm obsessed with it. Are any of the characters also shipped with Din or no? No, this is the main ship for Din is Din and Boba Fett. That is like a separate ship from the main ship. Are they two men or two women or a man? And uh, a woman? It is a man and a woman. Oh, is one of them Leia? No. Is it Cassie and Andor? Cassie and Andor is not here. Fuck. Are they characters from the original trilogy? Um, no, they are not. Um, I will give you an additional tag one I didn't read before, but now upon reading it, character B, or Din Djarin is character B's foundling. So, like, this character, one of the characters- Oh, character- Dameron. No, no. Din Djarin is this person's foundling. Oh! So it's like- <laughs> The armorer is character B. Correct. What? So Din Djarin is the armorer's foundling. Okay. So she so, raised him. So it's the the armor and is it another? Is it a Mandalorian? The guy? No. Um. Is it a no. Jedi. So so that's actually a main. The the is he a Mandalorian? Is kind of a big point in this fan fiction. Um. Jangle Fett. No. Why was I gonna be like? <laughs> Why was I gonna be like Fen Rao? <laughs> Fen Rao's like I don't know if I'm a real Mandalorian or not. Armorer. Is it Rex? It is. It's Rex slash the Armorer. <laughs> the premise of this fic is that Rex dated the Armorer back in the day and finds her again when he meets the guy who Boba is trying to court. Uh- <laughs> um, so the the author's notes, I'm fucking, it's crazy. They said, fuck it. Yeah, let's, let's get weird. Rex slash armor is something that this person and them stumbled upon. And now I want Din to have Rex as a potential stepdad. <laughs> I'm fucking obsessed with this. This shit is I'm like Wait, literally is, obsessed. It's called it's rumored, called um it's called Still rumored, Got It on AO3. This is his rumored love interest. No the armorer. Oh guys, just for context, some rumors about the Bad Batch season two are that Rex is gonna have a love interest. The idea of it being like a young armorer fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> anyway, I just think the idea of Din with Rex as like Din as an adult with Rex as his stepdad is so funny. Old man Rex. Din Djarin is someone who would get a new stepdad as an adult. I say that as someone with a stepdad. Grogu has a grand stepdad. Stepgrandpa Rex! It's just called Stepgrandpa. Hi, my my stepgrandpa Rex. You used to work with a man who tried to kill me. Yeah, he also looks just like... Well, so what's also so funny is in this, it is like Rex meets Boba and then is like, Oh, this guy's trying to date my my homeboy, Boba. So the idea of Grogu being like my stepdad Boba and my step grandpa on the other side, Rex, they look the same. That's so dumb. I'm ob- no, I'm obsessed with this. I think this is so slay. Mel, are you Mel, good? are you well? Are you okay? Sorry, I was looking for the fic I'm bringing today, which I think is a good segue. So I um went onto AO3 and found my fan fiction like on like the first page like I opened AO3 and it was like what if we gave you this little treat this little wonderful gift and I'm obsessed with it this is once again there's no judgments being cast I am simply like I saw it and I was like oh fuck yes are you all ready this fan fiction is called hoping against hope it is rated m tags are uh character a character b Character A slash reader. Character A, I can't give, I can't say these characters because it'll give it away. 
original female character that's character b sorry i guess i guess the thing is is you guys are about to have to guess who is this slash reader slash original female character that is that is the the saw trap Wait, i'm putting you in three characters no to it's shipped together no it's character a and then like an original female character that you are supposed to be able to like project yourself oh, okay upon. okay spoilers for something a piece of star wars property specifically what it's a spoiler of um fix it hurt slash comfort canon typical violence near-death experiences anxiety implied sexual content loose third-person pov flashbacks when you said loose third person i was like is there a third person in this fic i need to go to hell i think spoilers for tales of the jedi reader x dooku no. no that definitely exists but this is not oh, what it is yeah dooku's so loose it's insane yeah i'm really sorry guys Craig. as soon as that exited my mouth i'm sorry <laughs> Craig. Hi, Craig. is this character a man or a woman this character's a man jedi no mandalorian no clone no are they human yes bounty hunter no are they force sensitive at all not to my knowledge that'd be hilarious Clone Wars, Rebels, no, no. The Mandalorian, no. Book of Boba book Fett, not a book character, comic not character, not a comic character. Shit, They've been in live action then, like the movies. Yes. Uh, not in the movies. Obi Wan Kenobi, not a Jedi, not a Jedi. in Andor. Yes, in Andor. Is it Melshi? It is not Melshi. Is it Bravo? Is it Luthen? It is not Luthen. It is not Bravo, or not Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> is it Cyril? Is it Cassian? No, no. Oh, shit, who else is there? It's a man? It's not Luthen or Saul? Is it Kino? It is Kino Law. Kino! Let's go. Good Kino Nation. This, this, this is a fan fiction wherein Kino Lloyd does make it out of, yes. of the prison and goes to visit his beautiful wife, who I do believe he has sexual relations with. Good um, I know. Him. I was like, okay, I wish, I feel like if I was, like, if I had to pick a man, like, yeah, I wouldn't okay. say that he's high on my list, but he's not not on my list. You know what? No. Everyone was like, he's not playing Gollum. We won. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, I just thought it was really slivy. It's really sliving. It was really slay. It was one of those things where you don't you don't get those kind of wins immediately as soon as you open up archive of our own. Sometimes you have to do some digging. I opened it and it was like the third fic on the screen. I was like, someone's That's... out here looking out for me. Okay, no. but can I do one more? Yeah. Yes. This is a fan fiction called Sugar and Spice. Characters are rating for general audiences. Relationship, character A, character B. Um, additional tags. Family fluff, married couple, married couple arguments, Valentine's Day, alternate universe, modern setting, alternate universe, Star Wars fusion. Character C, who is not in the ship, just is here in this fan fiction is inexplicably still something relevant to the star wars universe that will give away if i say anything more trans character a that is all is it two men it is two men is one of them force sensitive no are are any of them a clone no mandalorians one is a mandalorian yes bounty hunters yes dinjarin Character A is Din Djarin, so he is transgender. Trans Din! Good for him! I love that. Is this a crossover? No. Okay. But you said alternate universe. So this is an alternate universe. It's just an alternate universe modern setting. 
Oh, modern you said, setting. Did you say that the other one is also a bounty hunter or just no. like, okay. Just that he's a man. That's all I've given you. Cobb is it Cobb Vanth? It is oh. not Cobb Vanth. No, have he... they appeared in live action? They have. Have they appeared in any of the animated stuff? Technically, yes. Clone Wars? No. Rebels? Is this no. Lando Calrissian? It is not Lando Calrissian. I was just going to say it's Lando. Lando so, Din is kind of hilarious. I'm kind of obsessed with that. Aren't they wait, similar age? Not resistance? Not resistance. Okay, wait. Do they come? So they don't come from an animated series, but they do no. appear. They appear in one episode. Is it Leia? Of No, it is not Leia. It's one episode of one not even full television show, but it is an animated short. I know for a fact that he is in. Why was I like Grogu? Grogu is character C. Okay, good. I was <laughs> Yeah, the was... tag that the tag that I couldn't read was Grogu is still inexplicably still a little green alien. So oh, wait, so this is, is like a modern okay. of destiny? Yes. Oh, okay, wait. Okay, so it's a man. Um, it's... Are they from the original trilogy? Yes, they are. Han Solo. Yes, it is Han Solo. No, no. Okay, oh my God. And Han, we, the girls don't talk about it enough, yeah, but that don't. is kind of slay. It's very slimming. Yeah, and I do believe that the this the premise of this fic is that um, Din Jaren did forget that it was Valentine's Day. Din. <laughs> we know that Han is the one who forgets. I feel like Din is like, I'm sorry, I was never allowed to celebrate Valentine's Day growing up, so you're going to have to cut me some slack. Din being like, sorry, Leia, I'm Mr. Steal Your Girl is so. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPaul's Pod Race. Um, Noah will be back next week. We will keep you updated. Um, for updates, Star Wars news, our reactions to the High Republic Phase 2. Uh, get excited. Convergence comes out next week. Um, we're very excited to be able to talk about it and for you guys to read it because uh, we don't want to spoil it for you guys. Um and more cursed shit, you can follow us on social media at Rupalps Pod Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, also, because Twitter might be dying, we have created a Tumblr account also at Rupalps Pod Race. Um, please go follow us there. I know a lot of you are either still on Tumblr or going back there because Twitter is dying. Um, and you can ask us questions there. So um, if you want to ask us a question, you can send it to us in, as usual, our TikTok Q&A. Um, now our Tumblr ask box, um, which you can send it anonymously there as well. Um, or you can still email us at rupalpspodrace at gmail.com. Um, if you really love the show, please make sure that you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, Overcast, whatever app allows for ratings and reviews. If you haven't done it already, just take like three seconds to do it. It's very helpful. Also, tell a friend who might be interested. Um, Multi-level marketing style uh it really helps us um so may the force be with you and don't crib it up waka 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 waka